Hi, and welcome to this episode of What That Means. Today, we're going to talk about security champion. And we have with us Roman Zhukov, who is a security champion himself at Intel in the Software and Advanced Technologies Group. Welcome to the show, Roman. Hello, dear listeners. Uh, Hi, Camille. Thanks for having me. It's really great to have you here. I want to ask you, uh, true to form, in the first couple of minutes, could you just informally define what is a security champion? Yes, sure. Often the case that the term security champion is perceived as a specific job or just even yet another buzzword, but there is no actually one specific definition as it has evolved over time. But I would like to clarify that it is more of a role, not a position. The primary purpose of uh, security champion is to help incorporate good security practices and to spread security first mindset and culture into all aspects of uh, company daily operations. Uh, this is a person, a side team or business group who advocates and they most importantly adopt corporate security policy, taking in account on the other side business reason and established processes in this particular business group. The goal of a security champion is to be an enabler, not a blocker. I can compare security champion with some kind of a business partner uh, with whom the other employees feel comfortable talking without worrying they are bothering someone who may have more important concerns and so on. So is it like, a, generally, is it like a security champion is assigned within a product division and then they're kind of the liaison with a security group who's creating and maybe more in-depth on uh, the policies and processes and different methodologies for security that's kind of at a corporate level? Yes, I, I, th- I think there are several uh, models how can security champions be assigned, actually. So sometimes they can share working time and have different roles, for example, not full-time security champion. The responsibility of a security champion to ensure that their team is ready to meet security needs. So um, a security champion can also perform the hard security stuff like uh, threat monitoring or threat modeling uh, and intelligence gathering to keep their team up to date on the latest security trends and threats and attacks uh, and so on. Does it mean the centralized corporate security team model is dead? (laughs) Because the core expertise and governance remain in their hands. Originally, the term security champions came from software development. However, I observe more and more in my practice that firms in different industries, not only in tech, uh, apply this approach, Uh, even accounting, manufacturing or IT, of course, they should follow corporate security policy, right? And influencers from these divisions who have really understand that their security is not a feature, but a part of daily life. Okay, that makes sense. And there are some external trainings available that people could take to kind of give them certificate or status that would allow them to kind of take on that role, even if it wasn't a formal role. Sure, sure. Uh, external trainings are very available. Because firstly, of course, you should be trained as a security champion, even though you have um, some backgrounds in security. But of course, you should always be up to date. Uh, And then 
the purpose is to spread this uh, given knowledge to all the teammates. So I want to ask you, I want to get right into the hard questions, because if you're a, a security champion and you're familiar with the policies and requirements and best practices that maybe a central security group is developing on behalf of the company, but you're sitting in a product division, which is a common layout, like you say, not always, that's a common, a common layout then you're also dealing with a lot of the pressures of you know schedule shipping a product on time making sure you're optimizing the product for whatever features you've decided are going to help sell the product which may or may not include some of those security best practices i would imagine that often security champions might feel a lot of pressure from the product side of the house and a lot of pressure from the security side of the house. How how do they deal with that? How do they kind of reconcile those two? I think this is the area when um, security first mindsets starts to play. Let's try to imagine that nowadays uh, consumers or even corporate customers are relying on uh, technologies or on products, on services provided by big companies and uh, they supposed to trust enough and usually do nothing in hardening or securing them by themselves. That's why we really need the persons inside business group who can explain that uh, security is really matters. Talking, uh, talking about this hard decision, I mean, I often during my professional career, I often uh, hear this perception that, okay, what should go first, security first or business first? The thing is security is no longer as a product feature or company's feature. It's a part of normal functionality of organization. So that's why as a security champion, you really need and you really empower it to spread that knowledge. I mean, to to make sure that we're all good in security perspective. Also, the mature company even setting specific KPIs for security champions, both targeted to business parts and to security parts. I think that helps to address all these uh, concerns about producing in time and do it secure. Yeah, and I know that, you know, the integration of product development life cycles and security development life cycles has been a trend, right? Uh, so I think things like that probably help. We kind of back it up so that you're not doing a security review at the very end, pre-ship and discovering a whole bunch of problems that you have to go address. You're finding them along the way. Um, I'm wondering if you can talk about how the role of security champion evolved, has evolved over the last few years? I believe uh, uh, when the term first appeared about seven or even eight years ago, security champions were part of a uh, special application security or development team, and their job was to learn or understand security basics and possible issues. The champion would then help bridge the gap between development and security or IT and security. So two departments that are often battles, right, uh, with uh, one another. It's still true for some teams, of course, for now. However, the concept of security champions and overall idea has emerged a little bit. From my perspective now, security champion has less of a technical role and more and more of a uh, spiritual one. 
In this uh, version, a security champion is someone who serves as both mentor and uh, sort of uh, cheerleader, engaging with the encouraging all employees to learn, adapt, and remain committed to security policy or protocols. These champions may not have as deep an understanding of security as someone in InfoSec, for example, or IT or centralized security team, but they know enough to answer at least basic questions and serve uh, as a bridge between InfoSec gurus, really security experts in your organization and their ordinary employees. What trends I have been observing over the past two or three years is the real demanding of nominating security champions inside non-technical departments. Another interesting point is uh, formerly a security champion is a voluntary unpaid role and they did that just for fun uh, or for some other personal reason. But with uh, increasing importance, uh, incentives grow as well uh, to involve the best influencers to participate in this role. Those that are interested in security matters or are perhaps considering a career shift into informational security may see this is a good way to get acquainted with uh, policies and uh, really do connect with other professionals. I, I want to talk about the kind of old argument, carrot versus stick. Because whenever you're dealing with something like security, you've got the, uh, I think you have both sides of that coin. You've got the compliance, and then you also have maybe I think it's it's emerging or becoming more and more built in now. the The idea that actually recognizing people might be more effective in a lot of cases, or maybe a first layer um, before you hit compliance. So, can you talk about that change if you're seeing it, and of course, if it intersects with the security champion role, how that works? Historically, security has always been perceived as a stick, actually, as something established by the management, but by the uh, security authorities and should be followed just because you must. Of course, centralized policies should be no doubt and some sort of control like metrics uh, does make sense, but that's not enough in today's world. Uh, when we try to implement security spirits into the Product development, for example, security often perceived as something unclear and only in the light of, okay, we don't like uh, that stuff, but we have to do it. We got a lot of tasks, they are boring, but we really have to complete them all. As a result, teams often end up with only minimal compliance, which is far away from the nature of to today's cybersecurity off. So um, I see the shifting uh, focus from just following the compliance to acting like a last fortress, how, how I can say, to effectively struggle with uh, modern adversaries, uh, just releasing policy and establish requirements or in run a new scanning tool is not enough. Why? Because implementing alone, they cannot help to grow security mindsets and make this cultural shift. So uh, security champions of your business units or of your group should vote for running security improvement programs and should represent you as a team in front of other security uh, central organization. That includes security community building, for example, tailoring and not boring training approach. 
Did you just say not boring training approach? Yeah. Yeah. So fun things like capture the flag or belts, belts, security belts, um, or various things that, you know, people can have fun with and kind of show off that they've achieved certain levels as opposed to just a mandatory training. I have to click through with kind of no, no fun and no outward benefit to me. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's true. So like a belt program, like a rewarding program, it does make sense, especially for technical guys who always want to do something, something unusual, something special, achieve, uh, solve some tasks, not just uh, click um, some buttons, as you mentioned. They really want to win the battle. And uh, that's why uh, things like uh, CTF, I mean, the competition between teams trying to break something or etc. It is a good approach to, to train your personal uh, in security. So my, my last question is just going to be the, the ever-present uh, question in any company, which is, I would love to have a security champion in every product group within every division, uh, but I probably don't have the resources to do that. So how do you leverage security champions or how, how do you deal with the fact you're not going to have enough resources and can security champions kind of help you bridge any gaps? Great question. Great question. I would start with cybersecurity is widely unfair, right? A hacker only needs to succeed once to get what they want, <laughs> while business needs to succeed every day infinitely to prevent that from happening, right? That's why the role of security champion is so crucial. When we are talking about limited uh, resources, I always ask for what? Probably if we just justify the reason we could find these resources. So the solution is, for example, automate everything. And uh, because automation makes security easier and reduces the burden on uh, understaffed and under-resourced security teams. Uh, when considering automation strategies, security must be adapted to the business processes and not expect business units to adapt to security. That's the key point. So uh, this, this is the area, again, security champions take uh, a crucial role because they guide product team what security practices, trends, or tools are contemporary and how to implement them consistently in each uh, product division. There are several tasks we really need strong security architects or major security experts no doubts, like uh, planning product concept or threat modeling or etc. We should let all teammates start to think, how can I say, like a hacker trying to break the product. From my perspective, it's a little bit simpler to train technology-specific domain experts, uh, for example, such as cloud professional or network guru or operation system or IT infrastructure professional in security than other way around. According to my practice, up to 90% of daily security tasks can and should be completed natively by teammates, by workers with uh, help from security champion without central security team engagement. So that's why it's important. So it's relatively scalable, or they can help scale. Yeah. Okay, very interesting. Roman, where are you from originally? I'm uh, from uh, Russia. And you used to work at a company in Russia, is that right? 
what were you doing there? What, what was the company? So I worked for different companies from uh, for uh, system integrator. I was gaining experience as an engineer and then a security architect for different infrastructure. So then I joined the biggest telco operator here in Russia, like, you know, like uh, AT&T or Deutsche Telekom or names uh, Rostelecom and helped to build cybersecurity business. So actually we made the first Russian made uh, MSSP, managed cybersecurity service provider uh, in Russian market. Finally, after that, I joined the uh, cybersecurity vendor Mm, I mean, like a, like a McAfee or or etc., where I was responsible for both business development and our own security hardening, like building SDL, security development lifecycle, DevSecOps practices, and etc. So as a result, uh, this variety of roles and experience right now uh, helps me think different and allows me to look from different angles when I face advocating security to business, for example, or advocating business to security. Well, it's been really interesting talking with you, and I appreciate your uh, giving us the time. I don't know what time it is where you are. Right now, it's uh, 8 p.m., but uh, that's okay, yes, to talk in the evening. Hopefully, end of your day and, and start of mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's been really good to talk with you. Uh, hey, I appreciate it, and uh, we're both now part of uh, Intel's Security Center of Excellence, so it's been really good to talk with you. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thank you very much for having me today.